Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Digital Audio Health by Cymatrax. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you believe that there is more to life than what you see right now and you want to find out more, listen in as her guests share their journey and their extraordinary experiences. Now, here is your host, Rhonda Grant. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show. Sometimes the universe has a way of placing people or obstacles in your path to help guide and direct you on your mission. Listen in as we discover the path my guest has traveled. Has she been inspired by a calling, crafted her journey, or a bit of both? I invite you to embrace the conversations and to use them to help you to recognize if this is happening in your life. Our guest today is Jennifer Watson, MPT, IMTC, owner of Jennifer Watson Leadership, is a dynamic speaker and coach with a gift for intuitive and visionary coaching. She is an expert in wellness and leadership development, identity and mental edge enhancement, high performance, post-traumatic growth, movement, and change adaptation, and soul-aligned living mastery. Incorporating her expertise along with her athletic gifts as a former collegiate athlete and an All-American, she has had the honor to share her message on the TEDx stage NBC, Fox Radio, and Top Summit Podcasts. With 20 years experience in business and leadership management and wellness advocacy, she inspires those to unleash their potential and performance in all areas of their life. Her company, Jennifer Watson Leadership, supports ambitious leaders and entrepreneurs to step out of chaos into creation to live their legacy now. Jennifer does this through mind-body-soul wellness, amplification, leadership and communication style activation and high performance created creation mapping her gift is truly to tap into leaders jedi flow state in wellness and leadership and create through extraordinary business and life ease and joy welcome to the Rhonda grant show jennifer Thank you so much for having me, Rhonda. I love you. I love what you have on this platform and just bringing amazing knowledge to the world to all your listeners. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's certainly beautiful to have you back on the show. Thank you. We were talking ahead of time and you said something that really resonated with me. You said it's about learning when something's healthy for you or when it's not and when to lean in and when to let go of that space. Can you speak more to that? Absolutely. So it's so interesting, Rhonda, you know, the, the more I work with people, mm-hmm. I coach people, I, I, I speak with people, family, friends, you know, I, I work so much with people to help them get to the next level. And the thing that I see gives them 
so much pain, mm-hmm. so much low energy that literally stops them from moving forward in business, let alone anything in their life is doing things that they feel they quote should do what they feel they should do because it's always either what they've done or people have told them they have to do it. So they stay in relationships, mm-hmm. situations, environments, what have you, same behaviors and patterns because they're being told now in their head that they should. And when you don't step back and really analyze, is what I'm in now, is my behavior that I'm per, you know, pursuing now, mm-hmm. is it healthy or is it unhealthy for me? You will never know when to lean in or to let go of that healthy or unhealthy situation. And people are like, how do I know mm-hmm. if it's healthy or unhealthy? Yeah, how do they, that, people, some people don't know. Yeah, yeah. And I will say this, everyone, it's, it's really interesting. And I know we're going to go into this a little bit later, but when people say they don't know, I would say this is when you want to get very quiet and go within and go into a quiet space by yourself. We have so much noise out there. Sometimes we can't, when we're in a situation, we're not sure if it's healthy or unhealthy. When we get by ourselves and get quiet, mm-hmm. we can listen to our body. It's something I teach a lot of Rhonda. Um, for instance, our intuition gives us a certain sensation in our body, whether right. it's expansive that our body desires a situation, mm-hmm. a person, mm-hmm. a place, a thing, or it kind of caves in. We know this, you guys, we feel yucky or low energy or gut pain. Like when we don't like something that is our unique, beautiful intuition, giving us communication of something that is healthy or not healthy. And you don't even have to know yet everyone, the first step, Mm -hmm. just by getting aware, let me start playing with what my body is telling me. Let me get in a room and I'm telling you guys, this is big or go outside in nature, get quiet and ask the question about that specific thing. Like I'm in a certain situation. Should I be here or not? Is this healthy for me? Not everyone else, me or not. And just start sitting with yourself, feeling the sensations and you'll start feeling good, Mm -hmm. light, expansive. When you think of that thing or lower frequency, dark gut pain, tension, Right. Very obvious. Once you start practicing and getting on the mat with this, as you get more refined, you start then realizing, okay, this people place environment opportunity is for me. This place people opportunity relationship is not by understanding that. then that's when we can take the first step of either leaning in Mm -hmm. or letting go, get quiet with yourself. And when there's, there's so much, power you gain by being with you to let your body communicate with you. It never lies. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think that people are used to asking others what they think. Mm, yeah. And we spend a lifetime asking others what they think. When you're absolutely right, we should be paying attention to what we think based on the messages that we're getting. Mm. And sometimes when we talk about intuition, when we haven't listened to it and we haven't practiced it, we forget what that feels like. Mm -hmm. So I really like the lesson that you're giving. Get quiet, be with yourself, go inside and pay attention. 
And, and the other thing I, I would say to that, you know, when you're quiet and you have that particular thing on your brain, kind of whether it's healthy or not, remember, you always want to ask yourself powerful questions. Okay. Powerful questions give powerful answers, which can amp up that intuitive piece of yes, no. And one of the things I'd encourage people to do what you just said, going off what you just said, that we often are doing what other people are saying we should do or what they want us to do. Biggest thing I want you to do before you even ask yourself, what do I want? Because people are like, I don't know. I don't know. So much noise, right? Mm-hmm. Before that question, before that question, but listen up. I want you to sit with, then have a journal, a book, a piece of paper, a pencil, whatever by you. And I want you to think about, then write down, what are your core values? What are your core values? Okay. So can you, can you give an example of core values? Because some people may not know. Absolutely. So remember core values, they can be absolutely more things you've you just find as a value in a person or things that you actually do in your business that you find are valuable for your business. I'll give you a few examples. In my business, I value honesty. I value integrity. I value health and wellness, which Mm -hmm. is more of a vocational value versus the integrity and honesty, right? But they're both values, right? Honesty integrity, health and wellness. I also value travel. Mm -hmm. I value healing. I value deep connections, relationships. And I'm kind of naming some of mine, you guys, but you can kind of see some of them are more what I call vocational, like health and wellness and travel. Some are more characteristics that I like in people, integrity and honesty. And don't judge it, you guys. Just start writing down and just see what you come up with. And again, you'll come up with the things that you often value in other people. You know why? Because like draws like you're drawn to someone because you like something they're exuding. It's their core value they're exuding. So if you have a struggle, like, I don't know my top 10 core values. What is a person that you respect, who you respect, who, what do you value in them? Guess what? It's something you value and something you want in your own world, whether it be business or personal life. So before you ask yourself, what do I really want? If I'm not going to follow everybody else and I want to choose the healthy things for me, what we got to go back to basics, which is part of my pillars. You guys, I have three pillars in the way that I do leadership training. And the number one thing I see businesses and individuals in their personal life miss all the time before they go, what do I want in my business? What do I want in my social life? What do I want? I'm like, what are your values? They have no idea. Mm-hmm. They, I'm like, that's okay. But that's where the problem lies. Whether we understand it consciously or subconsciously, Rhonda, we base our behaviors off our core values. Oh. <laughs> or if we don't, guess who we base them off of? Everyone else's. We get influenced mm. by them. We got to be anchored in what our values are because guess what happens then? Then it gets easy to listen to our body go, yep, that's healthy for me. Nope, that's not healthy for me. And you start practicing and it gets easier and easier. And believe it or not, even big decisions, tough decisions, all of a sudden become easier because you're anchored to your core values. No one else. Start writing them down. Look at someone you respect. Yep, that's the kind of value I have in my system too. Play with it. Don't push that, you guys. And then from the core values, 
trust me, the next question of whatever it is, maybe in business or in your personal life or in your money life, what do you want? It becomes a lot easier to answer because everything is connected to your values, to, to, you know, in my case, integrity and honesty. I look at what I want for my money. I think what my, my, that, what my goals are in my money, I want to be a steward of my money Mm-hmm. as well as amplify my money. That's also one of my values is stewardship in your gifts, stewardship in, in how you take care of yourself, stewardship, stewardship. Well, I want to be a steward of my money. So my value is embedded in my money goals. I want to make this money, but I also want to be a steward of my money and respect my money and not throw it around on things that are wasteful. Does that make sense to so see how that guides me? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I got to go back to my values. Am I being a steward in my money? Am I being honest in my money? Am I connecting relationships in my money? Right. It's Mm -hmm. so easy to do. And then if it doesn't hit my core value list and I'm like, this may not be for me. And by the way, you guys, when I say healthy or unhealthy, it doesn't mean unhealthy is, Oh, horrible, horrible. It just may mean that it's not aligned with where you need to go. It could be like this person, this really is not for me. I feel that Jennifer, or it might be really subtle. Like it's just not your person. You know how many people I've met that are great people, but they're not at my frequency. They're not aligned with my values. I'm like, namaste, you're amazing, but you're not my people. Mm -hmm. And that is unhealthy. You guys, if you keep, that's the other thing, you guys, the silent killer, I, I teach this in my leadership program with the core values. We, we think that if it's not really extremely bad, <laughs> we're, we'll hold on to the environment, we'll hold on to the person, we'll hold on to the money, we'll hold on to the business. If it's just okay, mediocrity, that's not aligned with you either. If it's not a heck yes with your core values, it's a heck no. There's no middle ground, by the way, you guys, not on stuff like this, where you're trying to navigate healthy and unhealthy. Mediocrity is something we put in the system as humans. Mm. It's an average relationship. I make pretty good money. That relationship's okay. I personally don't want to live in okay, average and medium. I want to be in my values where I'm like, I'm so excited to get out of bed. I'm so excited to connect this person. I'm so excited to create this impact in my life. This is a great example, Rhonda. Great example. I was a physical therapist for 20 plus years. I've been a mm-hmm. wellness practitioner, mind, body, soul work. I'm spectacular at it. I can say that. I am a good therapist. Yes, sure. Right? And you should. And But people don't say those words. You, We right. need to give ourselves credit. Exactly. But then I got to this point in my life where I'm like, I'm not in that value anymore of wanting to be in that space. I don't, my values were changing what I wanted to give to the world. And it wasn't PT anymore. You know what people thought I was crazy to jump ship on something I was good at and successful at? And I had to sit down. What do I want now? You guys, and that's okay too. By the way, I'm throwing a lot at you. That's okay too. It doesn't mean there was a bad thing. I loved being a practitioner, but it didn't serve me anymore, which means I wasn't going to be as good serving them. Mm-hmm. So I had to jump and do the coaching, consulting, and speaking that I get to do now that lights my fire. So by the way, you guys, this conversation may have to come up every few weeks, few years, because we're evolving and changing. Your core values may change a little bit over the years. Mine did a little bit, and I had to shift out of something that was beautiful, and I served a beautiful way into something that I was growing into. So remember, it's not always... It's a horrible thing, a horribly, it might just not be where you need to be anymore. So that is also considered unhealthy. You want to continue to grow and evolve into the person that you're supposed to be. And maybe it's into a new space with new people. 
a new business, you know, who knows, but it starts with always evaluating, going back to what we said, you guys, your core values, and then you ask what you want in a specific thing. And then we start making game plans and it just starts rolling and it gets easy to say, heck yes, heck no, because you're feeding it. You're feeding that awesome fire of what the body's saying you need to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, but do you find sometimes that people feel that they have all this time in the world Mm -hmm. And to make these types of choices, actually to craft their journey, Mm -hmm. and they can just spend time just sort of doing mediocre, mediocre things until it gets to, I find that uh, the biggest growth with people is when they have disappointment. Mm -hmm. And they come to a point in their life where things didn't go the way they thought they were going to go. And and then they have to reevaluate. And it's in that reevaluation mm. that they're open mm. and more willing yes. uh, to take these types of uh, instructions. Yes. Right? And, from somebody so like you. You know, we're human. And a oh, lot yes. of, all of us, if all that are listening right now, I'm sure all of us have had at least a handful of times where we had to hit some type of rock bottom and something to learn. And by oh, the boy. way, that's, that's not a beautiful way to grow. You guys, I just well, I want you to know that. That is another way to grow. When I get on podcasts, no matter what I'm sharing, Rhonda, is I want people to get it sooner than later with what I call those silent killers, the, um, yes. the things that you're not seeing. That's why I have coaches. You know, the things so that what, yeah. So what are, I wrote that down. What are silent killers? What are types of yeah. silent killers that we may not even know? Yeah. And silent killers also to me are blind spots that we're not seeing in an area. And again, I work with business leaders a lot. So I'll speaking about business, but also Mm -hmm. in your life that you want something and and it's just not happening. The silent killers are the blind spots, the subtle things that are really creating a big stop in your progress. And we just named one of them. Okay. Mm -hmm. I always like to lead by examples, mediocrity, because we justify mediocrity by this. I did it. I'm a really great therapist. I make good money. I help people. People are satisfied with my work, you know? I'm comfortable. It's not bad. That's near. That's the silent killer. Guess what? Yeah. Pebble in the shoe. Then finally the pebble gets bigger. And then finally I'm unhappy and I'm getting really resentful working with my clients. You know, Oprah said that before she went out on top, like, why are you leaving like TV broadcast? You're like the number one. And she's like, in summary, she was interviewed about this. And she said, cause I want to leave before I start getting resentful on something that I created. That was beautiful. And they're like, what do you mean? It's like, I'm ready for the next shift in my life. And I'm settling seeing that I'm not desiring this anymore. I'm feeling like, Oh, it's a good job. Mediocrity. She didn't say it that way, but I, that's how I would definitely take it is mm. you're doing good enough. That's mm-hmm. a perfect perfect, perfect silent killer example is being okay and justifying. I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Again, it's still below the yes or no heck yes or heck no. Pretty good. When you keep doing that, it finally pretty good. All of a sudden it's lower, lower, lower. Like I really want what I really want though. And then you get resentful and angry and all of a sudden the, 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 the thing self implodes, right? Mediocrity is a great example of that. Um, another thing I think is really important is what you just said, which is another great example, is we're constantly doing things for other people to be successful at that we're not even interested in doing. But we justify like, but we're successful at it and people love what we're doing, even though it's not what I want to do. Again, 
that's a silent killer. Like we're being successful. You know how many people I work with that have been highly successful, Rhonda, in mm-hmm. many things, and they're miserable. Oh yeah, because they've gotten a dopamine hit by you're doing great, you're successful. Clap, clap, clap. Thank you for what you do. That's the other one that gets that's a silent killer because we justify that it we're successful, we're good at it because we're high perfectionist performers and we like the accolades, we like the performance. And we justify because we are successful at it. That is another silent killer. Mediocrity and success based on what other people want from us are two huge ones that I would give to a lot of business owners. And then you expect it not to go down into your team when they can see that you're just doing things just to do things to be successful or you're just doing things averagely. Do you not think it's going to affect your team and how they show up? Mm-hmm. you're mediocrity or they're doing things just to be successful. They don't really care about it. Remember trickle down effect. Okay. Mm-hmm. I work with teams all the time. So I think those two, your listeners really resonate with is mediocrity, justifying mediocrity and success for someone else. Well, I'm good at it. I'm being successful at it. Why would I change into something that I really want? Why would I do something that I really want to do and not do what other people do because I'm good at it and people applaud me for it. And it's great. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that Dr. Joel Bryant said, and I just interviewed him before I interviewed you, is that we as humans have the capacity for immensity. Yeah. So what the heck are we doing? Yes. Like we have to bring our game up. Yes. And I, and I will go this far to say this, you know, people are like, you know, I'm fine with me out of creating. I'll say this, the creator isn't, I believe it's our responsibility I believe mm. each of us have a ah. responsibility to tap into whatever our full potential is. I don't care if it's being a great mom, basket weaving in Zimbabwe, running a you know million dollar business. It, I don't care what it is, being a good person, whatever's on your heart, we have to continue to evolve and hit our full potential. Because at the end of this life, we all know the number one regret we have is we didn't take the chance to do something that we felt was on our heart to be. That's our full potential. Does mm-hmm. that mean we didn't take the yes. shot? We didn't, we didn't take our eight seconds on the bull. You know, we could fail, but we have learning moments. I always say failing is not failing. It's learning moments and to do something different and do it and shift in a different way. So I think there's a huge space for that. And when we get our power, and this is a side note, I'm a scientific junkie, Rhonda, but Mm -hmm. I am too. that are in our body, the amount of energy of all the autonomic interactions that are happening in your body, just make our body run on autopilot every day in 24 hours. If you extracted all that energy out in one second, it would be enough power to turn the world, the earth for a week. Did you know that? Yes. That's yes. how much power we have in us. So if we know how to tap into that mind, body, soul in a line what we really want, what we want with our core values, we become unstoppable. Let's not let the silent killers of mediocrity and success for someone else and many others that I can mean in something, again, we work on with a lot of my team members is really optimize who you are right now. We have this one life. I believe in afterlife, but we have this one life. This one life. So let's shift into something epic and you can, with the right tools, with the right coaching, I have coaches all the time as well to help me not see the blind spots and move into that space. It's there for all of us, for all of us to have. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you said something really important there about energy and the energy that we have. Yeah. And Earl Nightingale said that we have enough energy in our body to light up a small town. Mm. And I find uh, that some people 
You can tell uh, the energy level that a person is at mm. by the light in their eyes. Mm. And, uh, and it's also a good gauging when you want to check in with somebody and see how they're doing. If the light in that eye seems dim, um, you need to be checking in with those people. Yeah. 100%. Right. 100%. You're listening to the Rhonda Grant show right now, whose podcast has been treated with digital audio health by my sponsor, Symatrex. And I am speaking, our guest today is Jennifer Watson. Uh, let the listeners know how they may re- reach out to you, Jennifer. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me again, Rhonda. The best way to reach me is on Instagram at the Jennifer Watson, as well as LinkedIn at Jennifer Watson Leadership. I love, love, love. I'm no, I'm so passionate about helping business leaders transform their team, create health in their company, and accelerate their profit, productivity, impact that they want to give to the world in a profound way. And that's what I love to do. And I love to help support people in that way. Mm-hmm. Well, you're just dynamic. Can you speak to us about uh, something new that you're working on right now is servant leadership? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, it's very interesting. So I'm a leadership coach. I'm a high performance leadership coach, as mentioned, for a lot of amazing entrepreneurs and business leaders. And one thing I've experienced and kind of noticed, especially in the last couple of years, that servant leadership is really missing among a lot of leaders still. And a lot of us are like, well, what is servant leadership? And really mm-hmm. at its basic core definition is that the leader that's usually in the front, leading the way, making mm-hmm. the decisions is actually priority in servant leadership is serving themselves, serving themselves. And in how I see that in business, and even for that matter, you guys in your home and your personal life is even if you're a natural leader and you're a leader of the business, leader of the home, it is important for us to step back and get back into that serving mode of our business. The reason being you connect with your team, you create empathy because you're connecting with your team. You create an opportunity to become more intuitive because you're connecting with your team. You're serving with your team. You actually get more ideas on problem solving because you're in the midst with them. You're, you're seeing and hearing their problems and wanting to get problem solution. You also get more foresight on your goals for the new year when you come back in to what's happened on the ground, what I call the boots on the ground. Oh. And it's really important for us to lead on many levels in many different ways. But one thing I see missing is pulling back into your business to connect with your amazing people, listen to them. You can become more empathetic, intuitive, creative, problem solver with them, and then go back to the front. And that's something I've been really working on with a lot of people that I work with right now. All layers of leadership are important, but servant leadership is powerful, and you can gain so much from that area and bring it forward to the front again. Mm-hmm. And when you say high performance, mm-hmm. um, do you need to be uh, or have aspirations for high performance, because a lot of people don't really know what high performance yeah. is. And they might think that that sounds intimidating. Mm. And I'm not quite sure I'm ready for that. So yeah. how do you, how do you, uh, how would you respond to that? Like, let's yeah. say I wanted to uh, be coached by you, but I'm like, that's kind of scaring me, that high performance. Yeah. So can you, a yeah. Great question. Thank you for asking that. It's really actually It's just like me asking you, what does leadership mean to you, Rhonda? Mm -hmm. What does high performance mean to you? 
What does high performance mean to you? And where I say high performance is going back to what we just talked about is in, I'm making this in the context of business, but you can do it in any area of your life is how can I day in, day out to the best of my ability, reach my highest potential that day? Okay. Whatever that is to you. And by the way, it's going to be very subjective what that is to you versus what it is to me. But remember what we talked about at the beginning, it's all about you. It's all about what lights you up, what your core values are, because when you're in line with that, guess what? You get high performance really easy without trying because remember you're doing yes, no to the things you want that you need to bring in to fill um, that high performance right. up okay. or yes. the no. So it's very subjective of what you think that is that will reach your full potential that day. Once you have that idea, whatever that is, that's where we go in. I find out what that is for you and we help you facilitate that every day, the best you can, no matter the environment, no matter the adversity. And it makes it so much fun. And the ones and the leaders that actually have been successful in the last couple of years understand that. Haven't we all been through adversity the last couple of years? They've learned to tap into their potential of themselves and their teams, no matter the adversity and still filter the noise and win, whatever that winning is for you. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I like that you took it back to what you began to talk to about when we started. And so it's building blocks, right? Because when I think of high performance, I think about a high level athlete that you have been, and you've had to train at a high level to be a high performing competitive athlete. And so that's why I was asking about that. uh, Because that can be kind of intimidating, because there's not a lot of people that can perform at that level. And so I'm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, and it's really interesting, Rhonda. I did want to bring this point up. It's really interesting because when I say high performance to, to people, they realize as they start working with me, it, it looks very different as yes. far as leading and tapping into leadership. And I mentioned my three pillars and the reason why I teach it differently, because I believe people look at high performance wrong and leadership wrong, or at least yeah. not in an effective way. And the way that I start getting people into that high performance leadership, no matter what that means to them, for them and the team and where they want to go, it starts huge with three different things. And this is something I teach in my three pillars. Mm-hmm. It's one really introspection, healing, yes. healing some things in your world, personal, professional, and regulating your system to that new healing state. That is huge. And then mm-hmm. being very vulnerable with that to your team. So I heard a quote a couple of days ago, Rhonda, that it said, what was it? I got to think of it now. Transparency. This is a great quote. Transparency Mm -hmm. is letting people see you. Vulnerability is letting people touch you. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really interesting. It's a way that I teach in my three pillars of leadership training, heal your stuff get digested and regulate that healing in your body and go forward in vulnerability to your team to let them touch you, Mm -hmm. ask them for help, be vulnerable, let them see you and then engage and touch you in that way. It is one of the first steps I take with leaders in that first pillar is healing some things and blocks and behaviors from their past, regulating into a new belief behavior and letting their team see them and touch them. That vulnerability piece is very huge and something we're missing because leadership, they're like, well, I'm being transparent. I'm being transparent. I'm like, but are you being vulnerable? Are you allowing them to help you now that mm-hmm. you said to them 
some things that were really hard to say. Transparency. Are you letting them use their gifts to serve and come back at you? That creates huge amount of connectedness and, and trust and trust. We yes. do that. And our teams are based off relationships, right? And they're based off trust. And when you do that, even when I started getting more vulnerable, like not just saying some things I was dealing with in the business, but saying, I need you guys' help. I'm feeling overwhelmed. Can you help me? They jumped on board more than ever before. Right. Teaching a leader how to heal things that they're not seeing, blind spots, regulate that and move into a new pattern and allow their team to touch them through that vulnerability piece is huge in the first pillar I teach. Mm-hmm. And once we get past that, the second and third pillars get really easy. And the second pillar is where we really fan your unique intuition, yes. your unique leadership style, because all the crud's off and you're you, mm-hmm. letting in the yeses and the noes to your team, to yourself, learning how to communicate in this new space of you, of vulnerability, and the team is doing that too. And third, we turn it into greater impact when things come at you during adversity, what did I just say before, when things start coming at you, that you have a team that's so powerful, we teach you mental edge techniques, high performance techniques and adversity, because now you're so congruent through these two separate pieces mm-hmm. that you become unstoppable, even in hard times. So I've summed a lot of that up pretty quickly, but I do believe it starts with that healing regulation in that vulnerability piece, mm-hmm. truly with your team that catapults you into the unique leader that you are figuring out how you want to communicate with your team, letting them communicate and taking off an impact. You literally become unstoppable, unstoppable. <laughs> that is just beautiful, Jennifer. Thank you. You come from a really good place, uh, not only in your head, but your heart. And I love, I love listening uh, to you explaining to, to the listeners, um, because you gain a lot of trust. When you start talking about uh, intuition, and listening to yourself, listening to your heart, instead of your brain, which is your ego, um, leaders gain a lot of trust that way. Yeah, oh, 100%. And and I always say, it's really interesting. Forget about leadership. People mm-hmm. ask me, how are you going to get successful at money relationships? How are you going to get successful at relationships? Relationships. How are you going to get successful <laughs> at business relationships? It always comes down to relationships, mm-hmm. leadership, relationships. And when you are willing, we had this conversation before we even got on, mm-hmm. when you're willing to navigate tough relationships, tough conversations, knowing when to let go or lean in. Lean in fan the great relationships you have in your life, in your business, in your personal life with some of the things we just talked about, find out the true you, get your core values down, say heck yes or heck no, be vulnerable, not transparent, vulnerable Vulnerable. with your relationships in your money, your impact, your leadership, your business will take off hands down. Down. I truly believe that for all of you. Yeah. Because, yeah, because the ego puts up a br- big barrier between you and the people that you're speaking with. And, mm-hmm. and, and people don't realize that. Yeah, 100%. People- I love that you just said ego, Rhonda, because one of the things that I talked about with another uh, client, mm-hmm. a leader, um, we talked about his ego. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, humility and grace would probably ah. solve more problems in your business. And he, he looked at me. And trust me, I've had the same conversation with myself because we as oh, leaders, yes. we know it on, we get our ego involved. We can step back and have humility and vulnerability say to the team, I don't know everything. I'm in trouble. 
help me. Can you help me? Yeah, it's really hard to ask for help. It's really, really hard to ask for help. And even when you know that people are going to help you, it's really hard uh, to say, uh, to have the grace to say, I need help. And this is how I need the help. And guess what? Asking for help is what? Vulnerable. Yes, exactly. Yes. If they snow, what will they think of me? Like this whole, right? So that's why it's so hard. Besides the ego, we want to be, it's, oh my gosh, like I'm actually asking you help. But you guys, guess what? If you don't ask for help, who's going to do all the doing? You can't do it all. And people love to use their gifts to serve. The one thing I've learned most in my own yes. Is yes. I get to know what their capabilities are and I want to fan their capabilities. And if that means me asking for help, they feel valued and like they're contributing. If you never ask anybody who's doing all the doing. And again, I go back to, you can't do all of it. And everybody else over here is going, well, am I worth anything to you? Think of it that way. Kind of spin it a little bit, put yourself in their shoes. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't want to show that. Well, they want to know that you need them, that their value counts that their expertise counts and it mm-hmm. starts by you asking for help so they can fan their capabilities powerfully mm-hmm. makes them feel better right yes 100 it makes everyone feel better to be quite frank then exactly you're like, it's anymore. a better it's a better it's a completely uh different energy it yeah. shifts the energy shifts when that happens right yes 100 right? 100 what extraordinary discovery have you found in your life you know what, Rhonda, there's been so many extraordinary things I have found in my life, but mm-hmm. I will say this, the most extraordinary thing that I've ever witnessed is something I've witnessed myself is I want to be home in me. I want to be authentic. I just uh, want to be me. I got goosebumps when you said that I want to be home in me. Yes. Oh my goodness me. Yeah. I'm sure that it's brought some tears to people's eyes. Yeah. Come home to yourself. And what I say is when I courted my soul, Mm. I fell in love with myself. Mm. I love it. And honestly, this is honestly what this whole conversation ultimately has been about you guys today is going back to you, 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 you count. We need the best version of you in this world. And until you can be truly honest, real, authentic with you and be able to hang in that space and figure out you and love you and expand you and be you and share you and communicate you, you won't ever get that thing that you want because you're being fake. So the more you can go back to you, I'd say if I died today, honestly, Ron, it'd be extreme. If I did it, that is the one thing I would want my friends, my family, my nephews, my nieces, the people after me to, if you can get sooner than later to go home to you, stay with you, find you and live from that pace place. I go, you're unstoppable. You you're, you're have so much peace and joy in life, no matter what life has. To yes. yes. Uh, it's so beautiful. Tell me, tell the listeners, do you feel that you've been called? I absolutely feel I've been called. I feel I've been put into a calling specific for me, which includes helping leaders become more epic leaders because I want their impacts to get to the world more exponentially. I don't want us to mess around. Like I said, we each have one life and we want to live to the fullest. My calling at this stage in my life is to help leaders 
become epic leaders and, and move their impact powerfully, exponentially to the world. We need you so much. And that is my calling. And it took me to get out of my comfort, mm-hmm. my mediocrity, to step in powerfully, courageously, boldly into that calling. Beautiful. So encouraging. And, uh, and with that, I encourage the listeners to reach out to you. You've um, taught so much in such a short period of time. And I know that you have not even brushed the surface of what you're capable of helping somebody with leaders, and anybody actually who would like to reach out to you. Uh, Let us know how they can do that. Yes. As mentioned, they can definitely connect with me at Instagram at the Jennifer Watson or LinkedIn at Jennifer Watson leadership. I answer my own DMS. If you have any questions about this podcast or my consulting coaching programs, or just want to connect with me and you have questions on this podcast, please connect with me. I would love to hear from you. That's wonderful. Thank you so much uh, for being on the show again, Jennifer. And um, as I said, the last time we spoke, I'd like to interview you again. And I say it again, this time, it'd be really lovely to have you back on the show. I thank you for your time, your generosity with your time, your sincerity uh, with the work that you do. And you almost brought me to tears, which is I love. I've been very touched by this. Uh, So thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Theme song for the Rhonda Grant show, Sun on the Water, is composed and performed by my friend John Park Wheeler. This is Rhonda Grant with the Rhonda Grant Show, author of Magical Forces Within, Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to look for the magical forces within yourself today and every day. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rondagrantauthor.com. That's rondagrantauthor.com. Digital Audio Health by Cymatrax.